Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. So I'm also trying to show all of us a way to shorten our affliction. A way to shorten your affliction and your pain is not to whine and complain, but rather be grateful so that you can pass. Because the trial of your faith worketh patience. So until patience has been produced, the thing has no work. You haven't passed. Yeah? That's what it means. May we pass our test. I say, may we pass our test. Because in any good school, in any good institution, we only promote when you pass your test. It's only in bad schools that they, they do what they promote. But in any good school, you must pass. So if you go to a school that at the end of the time they promote everybody, it's a bad school. You have to pass your test. Say with me, I will pass my test by the grace of God. The trial of your faith. This is in the Bible. In James, he said the trial. What do you think is, what do you think is in the Bible? It means that your faith will be trial. How did you write the Bible? Say the trial of your faith. So if you're a Christian, I said that one day your faith will be tried. And everybody, they are, they are part of exams. My trial will be different from your trial. Some people write nursing exam. Some people write medical exam. Some people write accountancy exam. Some people try, uh, write uh, engineering exam. So will be the trial. Some people will be tried in their marriage. Some will be tried in their children. Some will be tried in their job. Some will be tried with their health. Your trial is not my trial. Some will even be tried. Some, some will be tried in their faithfulness, whereby your wife is very beastly, and another girl is being nice to you. It's a test. <laughs> the one that you have put the ring on the gown is very nasty. Well, somebody's on the side. Can, can I give you a drink? It's a test. So your test is. You, you see, I hope you understand my message this morning. It's actually not my message, but I'm just giving it some exaltation. So your test may be different from my test. Some of you your test will be your health. You'll be challenging your health. Will you pass it? Whatever the test may be, the Bible says, but let you say, but let it go the, the pen this. The one before. The trial of your faith. The trial of your faith. Knowing, knowing this. Say with me, knowing this. Am I preaching to you? Am I preaching to the right people? Say, knowing this. So tell your neighbor, know this, know this. 
this. It's something that you must know. This is a must know. That your faith will be tried. But it's supposed to produce patience. Hallelujah. Yes. And everybody and their exam. Even nowadays, I'll tell you, I'll tell those of you students, even nowadays, you see, the, the proctored exam, the MCQs, you see, we may be writing the same paper. You'll be sitting next to me, the multiple choice. But they scramble the questions. So, your question two is my question number one. So, if you are trying to copy, what's the answer to one? A, yours will be B. That's right. <laughs> you see, a proctored exam, so, so your, the answer to your question number one will be A. But my answer will be B. So if you are trying to copy first, you are going to copy and cheat on the exam. Be careful. <laughs> because it's not the same. Hallelujah. The trial of your faith. 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 That is why one brother came to see prophets sometimes. He said, Prophet, you up. to heaven, I'll get the same crown like you. <laughs> That's what he said. He said you have won many souls and God is going to give you a crown. But me, <laughs> if I can stay <laughs> to this woman and not divorce, my reward may be as big as yours. <laughs> and Bishop said, you may be right. Because everybody you may be right because to stay with this part, this woman it would have been easier, it would have been far easier to have been an evangelist in Madraska but you, <laughs> you could have been an evangelist in Fiji it would have been easier <laughs> hallelujah and the reverse is true to stay with this man to stay with this man it will be easier for you to have been a sister in Calcutta. <laughs> Hallelujah. May you pass your test. In Jesus' name. Psalm 23. Let's go. Ready for me? talking about I shall not want and today is the last of the series have you enjoyed the I shall not want series have you enjoyed it or have you learned something from it today is the last series Tomorrow, next week is Christmas we have a Christmas message but I shall not want we've been talking about I shall not want 
and we said that David made that statement because of a relationship with God. Hallelujah. So whether you want or you not want, it depends on your relationship. Hallelujah. He said, I shall not want. And then I said that, that one of the things that will help you to say I shall not want or, or to understand when David said I shall not want is that you must understand that God is a provider. God is a provider. And as for God, he is a provider. God is not like some fathers at all. Anything that God created, he provided for. That's God. He's a provider. When he created Adam, he, he said, behold, I've given you everything. When the world was destroyed and he created Noah, he gave Noah again everything. That is God. God is a provider. Because God is a provider, that's why God said that if you don't care for your own, you are, you are not like me. You have denied the faith. Hallelujah. So, the principle we are God is a provider. That is why David said that I shall not want. Because the, the God that I said, he is a provider. Jehovah Jireh. The Lord my provider. So I want each and everyone to understand that God is a provider. And have faith in the provision of God. You must have more faith in the provision of God than in the provision of your boss. He is a provider. Hallelujah. And then, uh, 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 last week I shared you that God provides for each and every one differently. The way he provides for you is not the same way he provides for me. Hallelujah. And we saw so many examples in the Bible. For Isaac, he provided through his father. Isaac had a rich dad. Isaac's dad was rich. Just in case you don't know. Isaac's father was very rich. Because, and the reason why I'm saying that is that one time, a friend of mine was complaining about his children. He says, these children, they are sport. They don't appreciate anything. He was talking to the child. They don't appreciate anything. Every time you are always wasting things. You always want this. You want that. You want that. Then the father said, when I was, when I was growing up, I used to have only one shoe. I used to, I mean, come home and, and we share the food. I used to sleep with my, all my three siblings in the same bed when I was growing up. Then the son looked at the father and said, well, your dad was poor. My dad is rich. You know what the boy said? Do you understand what he said? He told his father, your dad was poor, but me, my dad, is rich. Do you get it? Or you don't get it? It's like his grandfather, his father's father was poor, but he, his father is rich. So you can use the same parameters. The father was very annoyed, but that was the truth. So Isaac, God blessed Isaac through his father. But with Jacob, he blessed him through his job. Jacob was blessed. To, Jacob blessed. You see, to get a job that they'll say, coach your salary. That was Jacob's story. I mean, to get a job that they'll say, coach your salary. That was Jacob. And God blessed Jacob by his job through exceptional talent. Jacob was so vulnerable to the job that the guy could not let him go. And you have, you have people like that. You are so good, they can't let you go. 
may that be your story. Yeah. So many examples. And God, and, and so he blessed them through their marriage. He blessed them through their marriage. Ruth was one. Ruth was fantastically blessed because he married Boaz. So there's nothing wrong if you marry somebody wealthy. Let the sister say amen. That's it. Hey, why do you want to hustle all the days of your life? You must work. You must work because you feel like you want to work, but not that you need to work. I'm preaching, right? Some of you old people are looking like that. You see, if that was not your story, keep quiet. Let the young ones receive it. <laughs> that, 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 that's how we are. Well, something, it's not applicable to you, but it does not mean that somebody should not believe God for it. Huh? To each his own. And the reverse is true. A rich girl is also not a bad idea. Because I know a colleague who was, who was determined to marry a rich girl. And he did. My wife knew the person, and he did. Because there was another girl who was very interested in, in him. Very pretty. Like, he looked at her and said, from where I'm coming from, where you are coming from? My wife knew the girl. My wife knew the girl. I mean, it was, it was a medical school. It was a medical school. He said, from where I'm coming from, and where you are coming from? <laughs> I'm not going here. And he did not. And he actually targeted a very rich politician who married a woman. Oh, yeah. Because he told us in medical school, me, where I'm coming from. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to duplicate that. <laughs> so, everybody, remember, God blesses you. Amen. intentionally blessed. My dear sister, may you be intentionally blessed. You see, intentionally, you see, you can see that really, really, really this thing, somebody has deliberated I'll do it for you. Because when you look at all the parameters, you don't qualify. And the person say, I just like you. It's, and that thing is, it exists. It actually exists. I've come across people who just, just, they just like you for who you are. Yeah. So if you have not experienced that thing, believe it. Just like you. They just like you. And because they just like you, they will bless you. Hallelujah. May somebody just like you and prosper you. That's it. Hallelujah. Huh? So God provides us in various ways. Just must believe it. You must really believe it. Yes. This era of trying to always eat from night to five, you'll be tired. <laughs> so believe God. Amen. And today, I'm even going to say something more fantastic. Once again, it's according to your faith. If you don't believe it, I don't have any problem. It's your problem. But I pray you believe it also. Hallelujah. Which is one of the, one of the things that God expects everybody. 
I should preach it right. I should preach it right. Reverend, should I preach it? You see, one way thing that God, you must believe God for. You must believe God for. Everybody here. You must believe God for. You must believe God for a house. That's right in capital. I say you must believe God for what? For a house. Why do I say so? Jesus said, foxes have hopes. Birds have nests. The son of man has nowhere. Now, what you say that normally, if foxes have hopes and birds have nests, then man must have somewhere to lay his head. So if you are under the sound of my voice, receive this prophetic blessing that I will own a house. Including those who say, I will own a house. Add us to it. Houses. Foxes have holes. Bears have nests. So man must have a house. I said, foxes have holes. Bears have nests. Man must have a house. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because, and the reason I said that, the, the reason is that it's God's natural habitation for you. You see, God's natural habitation for a fox is a hole. God's natural habitation for a bear is a nest. And God's natural habitation for a human being is a house. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. See, we have not thought about it. We, we have not thought about it deeply. That's what I'm explaining. God, the natural habitation that God has given a fox is a hole. Can go and roam around, but, 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 but in the end, you must get a hole and go and hide. The bird can fly from here, here, here in the night. You must get a nest. That is why we're trying to get the bed. You, you know, the best that were in front of the church. <laughs> Have you seen? They don't rent the best because that's their, they'll go and roam around, but in the night, they'll come here. Because so much said, that's their house. Yeah. So God is so in the same way, man must roam. You go up, you go down, but in the night you must have a house. And birds don't rent nests. And foxes don't rent holes. I'm preaching to you. All of you, one, two, three, four, you must own houses. I receive a house. So number one, it's God's natural habitation for you. Number two, it's a command from God. I'm showing you. You say, what, what, what the Bible says, except the man be born again. You believe it. It's God's command. There's also a command from God in Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 4 to 6. Jeremiah 29, from 4 to 6. Can I see that scripture? Thus said the Lord of hosts. This is God to Israel. Thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away in captives. And I, see, I like this scripture because God is not concerned whether you're in your homeland or travel. It doesn't matter. So don't use your travel as an excuse of not owning a house. Well, if I was in my own country, I wouldn't have. No, no, no. That's not what it is. Am I reading the Bible? Carried away captives, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem into Babylon. Next verse. Continue, please, my brother. Oh, scripture one. 
<laughs> That's the verse. Do what? Everybody read. Do what? I said, do what? Do what? Houses. And what? And dwell in them. So this, how that you are building that somebody is living in it, you are not enjoying. I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying. You are building that somebody is chilling and sending you the bills. I'm preaching to you. You see, one of the curses that God gave to the people in the book of Deuteronomy said, you shall build a house and another shall live in it. I think I should end my preaching. <laughs> because as I'm preaching, some of you, people are chilling in your houses. <laughs> no. Build a house. And dwell in them. And this was a command from God. Foxes have holes. Birds have holes. Build a house and dwell in them. It's a command from God. Let's take the Bible seriously. Why, first of all, one, you don't build, you don't have a house, that's number one. And two, even the one that you have, someone is dwelling in it. skeptical about this fantastic performance. You must believe God you build a house. And two, you must dwell in them. Yes. You must. Hallelujah. And don't use your surroundings. You say, even though you have been carried away captive, what about build a house and dwell in them? Hallelujah. Two reasons I'm giving why you must own a house is that one is your natural habitation, and then two is a command from God. Are you here with me? So, there's a verse that also said, I'll give you pastors who shall feed you with knowledge. And why are all of you going? After church, come up, yeah, bring all of them up. The rehearsal can come after after church. Until I can bring all of them up. <laughs> Hallelujah! Where did I get to before? It's a command from God. And, and what I was going to share, the Bible said that I'll give you pastors upon my heart. Who shall feed you with knowledge and what understanding? So one of the jobs of a good pastor is to feed you with what knowledge 
and understanding. So I've told you that when God, is, uh, God wants you to have a house, you must believe it. Because it's, it's a natural habitation and then to his God's command. Now the question is the how? The mechanics. How is a house built? How can I build a house? How can I build a house? Because I, now I know from the word of God that I must build a house and I must do it, but how do I do it? Kofi, how do you build a house? That's the, that's the most important question. How do I build a house? What do I need to build a house? See, and everything I'm saying, I'm saying from the Bible, the word of God, because there's nothing more true than the Bible. There's nothing more true. Look, build your, build your life on the word of God. It will never fail. So, how does the Bible tell us to build a house? Proverbs chapter 24. Proverbs chapter 24, verses 3 and 4. How do I build a house? This is it. The Bible says, through wisdom. Through wisdom is a house builded. And by understanding, it is established. So the Bible says the way to build a house is by wisdom. Not by money. Through wisdom. That is why some people can have a lot of money, but they can't build. Because you don't build with money. You build with wisdom. I'm teaching you. You do not build with money. You will be a young girl. By the time you are all 25 and 30, you own houses. You say amen. You don't own a house when you are 30 years old. Say amen. Because one day your mother will be kicking you out of the house. You will wait and see. Through wisdom. So what, of course, what it takes to build a house is wisdom, not money. Wisdom. Wisdom. It's a short, very short message. Wisdom. Through wisdom. We are built by wisdom. That is, so if you, so that is why James said, does anybody lack wisdom? Let him ask of God. So the first thing to build a house is wisdom. Ask God for wisdom to build. Because we built through wisdom. And here I will tell you something. Why it is wisdom? Because you see, wisdom is the application of your knowledge. You may know something, but how to put it in practice is your wisdom. Yeah. Then, you see, you may, have, you may have the same resources. But the way you use your resources is a reflection of your wisdom. I'm preaching a practical message to you. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. Which, that is why people say that maybe one of the problems with African leaders is we lack a certain wisdom, not knowledge. Because most of African leaders and presidents have been highly educated. They've gone from Harvard, they've gone from Yale, they have high degrees. But when they land, when they fly the plane and they land on the continent, everything they know, they can apply it. 
So it's not that they don't have the knowledge. But the wisdom. Because wisdom is the application of the knowledge you know. That is why, see, listen to me carefully. That is why somebody can be a doctor and is broke. And somebody can be a doctor and is rich. It's not the knowledge. You all know the knowledge, but how do you apply it? It's the application. And that you might ask from God. A lot of you know a lot of things, but have, have you applied it to your life? It's the application of the knowledge. It's the way you think. Wisdom has to do with the way you think. Not, not what you know. What you know is information. But when you got the information, how do you process it? It's the way you think. That is why wisdom is, I give you $100, I give you $100, but you say that my $100 I'm going to put to buy me to empire. You say my $100 I'm going to use to buy a stock. That's the difference. Wisdom. Through wisdom is a house built. Hallelujah. Yes. It has never... You have never built with money. No, 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 no. I don't think so. Yeah. Look, the way you think is very important. The way you think is very, very important. You see... That's why the Bible said, rebuke a wise man and he will love thee. Rebuke a fool and he will be angry at you. Rebuke. It depends on the way you think. When you are a wise person, when you are a wise person, this person, then what he's saying is true. It's always of me being angry. I should rather be humble. But when you are a fool, you say, what do you think? Bernard, you must build a house. I'm telling you. I want to come and dedicate your house. And I'm serious. Because it's by wisdom. Not by resources. It's the way you think. It's the way you think. I'm telling you, it's the way you think. Hallelujah. Yeah, wisdom. Yeah. It's the way you think. That's all. Because the truth of the matter is that No matter where you live, no matter the economy, building is always expensive. That's what I will tell you. No matter the economy, building has always been expensive. I knew a man; he's dead now. He started building in his when he was thirties, and when he was almost eighty years old, he was still building. And he told us that look, when he started building when he was thirty till he eighty, building has always been expensive. The way you think. Christmas is coming. You get your bonus. What do you do with it? <laughs> I'm just asking the question. I'm just asking the question. Some of you, the bonus got finished before you came. <laughs> Throw wisdom. Because if I'm preaching through wisdom, it will be a shame if you don't build a house. It will be a shame. Because God has given you a lot. What you need is wisdom to build. Receive the wisdom to build. Bernard, you must build. I'm telling you. I'm not wasting my time preaching to air. I'm preaching to people. Through wisdom. 
When it comes to you, what do you do? Through wisdom. The house built. Hallelujah. Yeah. So ask for wisdom. One of the wisest men that ever lived was Solomon. Hallelujah. Yeah. One of the wisest men that ever lived was Solomon. And Solomon was noted for building. Hallelujah. In 1 Kings chapter 7, verse 1. 1 Kings 7 1. But Solomon was building his what? His own house. Not somebody's house. Solomon was building his own house. 13 years and he finished it. Yes, 13 years. One, three. Uh, I'm not saying it will take you 13 years to build. But what I'm trying to show you is that Building has always been difficult, and you need wisdom to build. Hallelujah. Yes, he built the temple, he built the house of God, but he built his own house. And he finished. He finished. He finished. So when I say build your own house, I'm not talking about incomplete projects. He finished all. Say with me, he finished all. Say with me, he finished all. Yeah. He finished. Can I preach to you? You see, I'm being honest. You see, I really want to help you by the grace of God. You see, building has always been expensive, like I said. Because every time I start talking about building, I get from over Hey, by Reverend, how can we build in America? in America. Whatever you want to build, you build. <laughs> okay? I have not given you a location. Just make sure that whatever you are building, you are dwelling in it. <laughs> and now that you are building, others are dwelling in it. But the thing is that no, no, not only are they dwelling in it quietly, as they are dwelling, they will send you bills. <laughs> That's the sad part. I don't know what they do. Jamaica, they are there. I'm sure they do the same in Jamaica, you know. As they are building up, so the roof is leaking. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that building has always been expensive. Hallelujah. So the question is, oh, Reverend, how can we build in America? Uh, uh, we say we shouldn't take mortgage. If I don't take mortgage, how can I build? We can talk in private. If you really need that wisdom, I'll talk to you in private. Because everybody and their recommendation. So put your hands together. If you really want that. Because it's not a general, it's not one size fits all. That's why I will not give it over the pulpit. But if you really want, I'll tell you. I'll tell you how you can build in America. You see, it's wisdom. You see, in Ecclesiastes chapter, I believe, um, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 13 to 16. I'm talking about difficult situations. Ecclesiastes 9, 13. This wisdom have I seen also under the sun. 
this wisdom. Have I seen also under the sun? And it's seen great. There's something called great wisdom. Great unto me. What is it? There was a little city and few men within it. And there came a great, a, a great king against it and besieged it and built great bulwarks against it. Now there was found in it a poor wise man and by his what? Wisdom. Delivered the city. Yet no man remembered. The Bible, see, the Bible is talking about an impossible situation. A city that was surrounded. Things are difficult. You can't figure it out. But somebody, by, not by his strength. Not by his uh, not by his strength. Not by his, his uh, financial, but by his wisdom. It means that what it takes to get out of impossible situation is wisdom. So yes, there are mortgages. There are difficulties. There are challenges. But with wisdom, you can get out of it. I'm going to tell you a joke. It's for, it's for only those of you on this side. You want to hear my, my story, my joke? You want to hear my joke? See, one day, a, little, a certain girl went out in the night. Then suddenly, some group of guys attacked him. They wanted to rape her. They wanted to rape her. A very bad situation. They wanted to rape her. There were about seven guys. One girl. What should she do? Surrounded by seven guys who wanted to rape her. What should he do? She can't fight them. She can't scream. She can't call 911. So as they came around, the guys started laughing. He's <laughs> like, what? Why is she laughing? They so she started taking off her clothes. Well, if you don't mind, I have HIV. <laughs> well, if you don't mind, I have HIV. Feel free. And then the guy, they start walking away. Where is she? By wisdom, she has delivered herself. By wisdom, you need you need wisdom. It's a very funny joke, but it's true. You need wisdom. Yeah, mortgages, bills. You need wisdom to come out of it. Hallelujah. So number one is you need wisdom. Number two, how can I build a house? It's number two. What's my number two? <laughs> number two is, listen to me carefully. Number two, maybe listen to me carefully. Number two, number two is, make building a house an early priority in your life. Some of you say, ouch! <laughs> because it wasn't an early priority at all. in the house an early priority. One of the things you must decide to do as you begin to grow up as an adult is I must build a house. It's an early priority, Kofi, not a late priority. Make a building a house 
think this way as I am growing. Think this way as I'm growing. One of the first things I must acquire is a house. It should not be a late priority, but an early priority. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. God bless you, brother. Yes. God is going to anoint you. I will dedicate your house. I will dedicate your house. Yeah. Make it a priority. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. To everything, there is a season. And a time to every purpose under heaven. Lady, are you hearing me? Next verse. To everything. A time to burn, a time to die, a time to plug, a time to build. It's a time to what? To build. So you must make it an early priority in your life. And I'm talking to those of you over there too. Because now you have nothing, but make it that when you start getting something, make it an early priority. Hallelujah. Yeah. An early priority because there's a time. There's a time. An early priority. And why, why is it important? You see, why is it important to make it an early priority? Because things don't get easy. Things don't get easy. Make it an early priority. One of the first things I must acquire as a Christian, as a human being on earth, go, I must get a house. So make it an early priority. Because when you make it an early priority, it will direct your goals. Because things don't get easy. Because if you make, if you, if you had made, if you had made building an early priority in your life, you would not have spent 40000 on your wedding when you don't have an apartment. To you. I think I, because 40,000 could have been a down payment. But you spent 40,000 to wear a white gown and people to drink and say, Me, why you know an apartment? Because it was not a priority. I'm preaching. Make it another priority. spend your money, it shows your priorities also. I recently, I had a story. I had a, I had a story recently about one of our members somewhere, in one of our branches somewhere in the country somewhere. <laughs> somewhere, living somewhere, who I'm not somewhere. And I heard that she was divorcing. I said, but why did they get married they are divorcing? Because I hear you got married. So I asked the, the pastor, because everything comes to me somehow. Hey, what is the reason for the divorce? But you were calling me because I'm the, general, I'm the lay president, I'm the chief of God. Everything comes to me. <laughs> so I asked the pastor, that, hey, what happened? He said they are divorcing because the lady is complaining. That's what's the complaint about? He said she's complaining that the guy is not helping pay the bill. And I said, what bill? He said, the debt. I said, what bill? He said, the girl said she borrowed $30,000. Let me be careful here. To do the wedding. And after the wedding, he was expecting the man to bring some. Ah! And 
the man has brought zero. Now the question is, you see, figures are relative. Figures are relative. Because I know the girl. You see, 30,000 is nothing to somebody. Somebody can 30,000. <laughs> Let it be a portion. Let it be a portion. Amen. But to, for somebody to 30,000 is like pulling tooth. <laughs> it's like you're pulling with the wisdom. The wisdom teeth. <laughs> I got to know it's like pulling the wisdom tooth. With no anesthesia. <laughs> because I know the girl. I know her. And I know that her background and her circumstances. 30,000 is not easy. So I was wondering, what wisdom was this? That you spend this amount of money on a wedding that we don't remember. And now you are telling the guy to pay and the guy said, I'm not paying today nor tomorrow. <laughs> so she was divorcing. I guess when the pastor told me, I said, well, too bad. <laughs> this one, my cancer has ended. <laughs> yeah. Through wisdom. So it's, it's an early priority. I'll tell you what. The Bible said that. The Bible said that. The, the wise man. So Solomon said that I went by the foot of the slugger. And I looked. And I considered. And I beheld. A little sleep. In other words, what Solomon was saying that I saw something, and based on what I saw, I made a spiritual deduction. I'm telling you a personal story. One day, me, when I came here many years ago, as a young man, I visited somebody who was a bit elder. And as I visited the guy, he was so stressed. I'm telling you, he was so stressed. Stress and very, you could see that the man is going through a lot of challenges. So, I, so we had to ask him what's going on. Or, no, no, I didn't even ask him. Like he, he wanted somewhere to vent. And I didn't even ask him. He himself wanted to vent. So, as we're sitting there, you tell me, so, Tony Charles, this is what I'm going through. I said, What are you going through? He says, saying that the pressure of paying college fees as well as the mortgage is not easy. So I asked him, how much does it cost? And that's what I mentioned. I said, hey. Then I took knowledge. And I took understanding. This is my personal observation. I said that God helped me that by the, beginning, by the time my children go to college, if there's any bill to pay, you will be college. Pay those two things at the same time. I can't. And I prayed a prayer, and God did help me. God answered my prayer. I said, God answered my prayer. By the time my children went to college, yeah, my house was fully owned. Because I saw the pressure that to pay these two expensive bills at the same time. And, and the sad part is, I'm trying to show you a revelation. The sad part was he was also in his early 60s. Look, 
When you are in your 50s and 60s, you should not be having a 25-year mortgage. You can't. Unless you don't want to own the house, you don't want to give the house away. I'm preaching to you. I'm not lying to you. I'm preaching to you. The message is clear. Because your strength fails. I don't, I mean, I mean, you are 50, 40, 50, 52. Now you have a 30 year Come on. I'm preaching. Come on. How much is your strength? I need to pray that prayer and God answered my prayer. Because when I saw that, I said, hey, to pay two major bills at this age, you die. I pray that prayer of God. But it helped me that by the time that my children start college, at least, card here, no payment. House, no payment. We'll do the Holy Spirit's work. It must be an early priority, I'm telling you. Because I tell look, college fees are very high. So there are two major bills. That guy, every time I think I feel sad, he was so stressed. Yeah. As I sat in his hall, he was talking, I said, mm, I've learned something. I've learned wisdom. I will never combine these two. Hallelujah. So make both my priority. If I had, look, you see. Let me tell you some of the stupid things I also did too. You want to hear my, you heard the good ones. I've also done some stupid things, you know. Why are you laughing? You also the same. But <laughs> many, many years ago, when I came again, I was living in some apartments. And I remember Prophet visiting me. You know, Prophet is my friend. A very wise man. When he visited me, he said, Nosh, how much are these houses? Irene. Bishop is very wise, so he's beyond his years. He said, Look, why don't you start buying some of these small, small houses? <laughs> when he said that, out of respect. <laughs> I didn't say anything to you, but I'll say, man, what do you know? I'm going to go back to Ghana. <laughs> the very wise man was talking. But I did not listen. And the time, the, the price that the houses were going for, I could have afforded them. So he's saying that, look, start buying small, small. Start buying small, small. I'm t- preaching to practical. We should start buying this one apartment at time. If I had listened to him at that time, my goodness. Rabbana be more tired to retire. If I had listened to him at that time, I'll be retired by now. That's how wise he is. So later on in life, when we met another guy who was telling us that, oh, this is how I prospered. He said, I start buying some of these small, small houses. He owns, he said he owns about 30 of those houses. 
then every year, every month, it's about thousand, thousand five. That was the first time. You say, I wear my pajamas in the morning and I collect money. That's what we had. The, that's the term pajamas money. That's the meaning of the pajamas money. So when Bishop said pajamas money, it was me and who made the pajamas money. He said, No, she could have made pajamas money by this time. Money that you are wearing your pajamas, you are not going anywhere out. <laughs> May you have pajamas money. It's not every man that you have to do makeup and stress or pajamas. Morning coat and pajamas. And your coffee. So the time, that's where the term pajamas, when you say prophet saying pajamas, that's where it came from. But Samuel, what I'm trying to say is that wisdom was speaking. And I wonder why he even had that wisdom at that time. I didn't know here. Don't repeat that mistake. Hear early. If I had listened to that time, hey, like when I'd be, I'd be going from cruise from camp. <laughs> through wisdom. Amen. Build a house. Hallelujah. Huh? Huh? I mean, the prophet is very wise. Because, you see, now I'm older. How did he even know? How did he know this? I'm talking about almost 20 something years ago. How did he ask this wisdom at that time? He doesn't leave you, but when he came, that was the first thing he said, do this. Be careful about prophet. When he says something. So nowadays, even if you cough, I'll do it. I just like everything. <laughs> even if he's cough, I'll do it. Because I've come to see that more. Hey! <laughs> this man, when he's talking, so now really, <coughs> what does the cough mean? <laughs> yeah. So when Pastor, when God gives you an anointed pastor and he's talking, you better listen. You better listen to what we are preaching. Yeah. And of course. Final one is so. That's all. <laughs> yeah. It's a short message. Yeah. It's, it's a. <laughs> the final one that will go. It's, it's a point, but it's not really, but I'll share with you anyway. But the main thing is the two, the two things I've told you wisdom and make building and proud. Amen. The last one is just a bonus. Avoid. Falling after pleasure. Yeah. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 17. Proverbs 21, 17. There. He that loveth pleasure, he that loveth pleasure shall be what? He that loves shall be what? Yeah. It's hitting you. That's what you're not saying. He that loves pleasure shall be a poor man. He that loves wine and oil shall not be rich. In other words, if you want to build, stop eating what they call sochi. <laughs> when your money comes, it's restaurants. <laughs> Every day you are cruising, you are whining and you are dining. The Bible said, "If you love that, you will be poor. You shall not be rich." He that, and some people like it. 
You like to look good. You see, your dressing as you are coming through the church does not reflect your bank account. <laughs> I'm preaching to you. Because as you came, when we saw your hair, your shoe, your jacket, hey! Wagus mama! <laughs> but it does not reflect your account at all! Because that's it, that's what it does not reflect your balance. That thing is not adding up. The last time you check on Bank of, Bank of America, it was seven dollars fifty cents. That was left. <laughs> seven fifty. But here you come, <laughs> sister. Seven fifty. <laughs> it's about to. I'm preaching because you love pleasure you love pleasure you love pleasure why are you making why are you wearing a week $850 I'm teaching you love pleasure $850 week with a balance of $25 at Chase Bank. <laughs> why? Oh, why? Brother, 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 Christian brother. There is no point wearing that Gucci watch. Okay? And those Bukhari shoes. And a bell that costs thousand five. You want to drive, you want to drive a Ferrari around. Self-parking. Who are you living in an apartment? <laughs> you love pleasure. There's someone who likes pleasure. Oh, yeah. There's someone who likes pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> One. <laughs> One day when I was... One day... <laughs> Uh, uh, in my office, we were working, and then one of these drug reps, you know, the drug reps, they come to the doctor's office, pharmaceutical, and decided to take the, like, we were come to sell some drugs, so we decided to take us out as part of the lunch. So they took us to a very posh restaurant. <laughs> there were two doctors, two nurses, and one of the guys, the phlebotomist, who draws the blood. So we, we, all, we all went. Then as we sat down, we start ordering. <laughs> Joe, who are looking at the menu? This phlebotom is how he knew the diet. <laughs> <laughs> he made the doctor say, 
We didn't know what the title. This guy knew he knew the menus. <laughs> and I was asking that those who are getting 150, 150 an hour don't know the menu. You fifteen dollars an hour, you know. <laughs> When he ordered the thing and the thing came, did it. I'm being honest. I learned from him. I didn't know that to eat uh, shrimps and crab, there's a way to break. <laughs> Me, Ghana boy, when I eat the crab, <laughs> hey, Me, Ghana boy. I mean, from where I come from, if you want to eat the crab, you break like. I was just letting the way first of all he would take the towel put it <laughs> put it there then took the put the thing yeah, like you break it like crack crack I said hey <laughs> so I pretended that I'm doing <laughs> I pretended that I don't know how to eat I don't like crabs I like crab so, but I'm used to it, you know. You love pleasure. You love pleasure. You love pleasure. The he that loveth pleasure shall be poor. Amen. A lot of things that we spend practically on parties, outdoors. I'm not out of words. I'm just out of time. Stop with your feet. We'll continue. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Everybody pray for wisdom. Pray for wisdom. The Bible says, does anybody lack wisdom? Let me ask you. Through wisdom is a husband. Pray for wisdom. Pray for wisdom. Let's pray for wisdom. The wisdom of God. Pray that as you have heard it this way. As you have, as you have heard this preaching of God. God grant me wisdom, wisdom to build. Foxes have holes, bears have nests, a man must have a house. Pray for wisdom. Pray for wisdom. Pray for wisdom. If you want to build a house, if you want to build. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.